Round 19 of the NRL. Plenty of names missing this week, but we get one back. Tommy Hudson is back tonight, Supercoach 365 podcast. Mate, it's good to have you back because I think you said it yourself, this is the most difficult week of the year in terms of Supercoach, and you're not wrong. Yeah, it's very tricky. Good day, Ryan. Uh, very hard. Obviously, five games with all the teams having buys. Origin, again, with a lot of surprise selections, which has kind of thrown a lot of teams into chaos but we say this is maybe the hardest week we could be coming off the back of the easiest week if you're going off the overall scores we all got well we'll get to that very very soon i want to ask you i want to pick your brain why is this the hardest week and obviously i think because there are so many buyers and so many of those big teams on buys but then you throw in like you say some surprise selections we'll talk origin in just a minute but is it because the trades this week that we're juggling between this week and the and then looking ahead for the next probably seven or eight weeks yeah, there's so many factors. I think what you said there, some surprise selections. Obviously, I think the seven teams with a buy or nine teams with a buy, um, that makes it impossible to begin with. Then we're all probably running low on trades. I know you and I are. Yep. And then we're also trying to balance who we're going to finish the year with, and we don't want to just trade in someone for, for this week and nothing more. So, yeah, I'm struggling to field a full team. I don't know about you, but uh, it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, well, funny you uh, lead us into that because I think I asked the question today on our Twitter at Supercoach365. I said, how many numbers are our followers and other players of the game playing with this week after their trades have been factored in? Um, I guess the popular answer out of all of that was 13 or more, um, 46%. But then there was just as much the same, you know, amongst uh, 10 or less was 29% and 11 or 12 combined to add up to about 30%. So there's that real split between about 10 players or yeah, anywhere between the the maximum of 13 that'll count this week. Yeah, I think you're looking good if you do a 13 plus. Um, I think it's going to be, well, from our experience, just looking at our teams so far this week, it's going to be hard to get to that number without burning a lot of trades or really, I guess, sabotaging your season going forward. Yeah. So, uh, some players may have to not tank the week, but sort of just take a back back seat this week and play the long game. We will get to our trades at the back end of the podcast, as well as uh, we're going to preview the five games uh, leading into this weekend. Tommy, before we get into the games, though, we spoke a little bit about Origin. I guess some of those big names that we would have been playing with this week uh, if they weren't picked were Clint Gutherson and Cody Walker. Um they were some of the surprise selections, but not limited to those two. Bradman Best uh, made a call-up. Scotty Drinkwater in the 18 as well. Uh, firstly, what did you make of the Origin team? Yeah, the Blues are interesting. It's kind of caught between uh, looking towards the future and then also some informed players. So I'm not really sure what they're doing there. I, I love how Cody was playing, but if you're looking to the future, he's 33 years old. So yeah. probably doesn't make a lot of sense there. But uh, I think the team is... It's not as bad as some people are making out. There is some surprise selections, and let's just focus on those for Supercoach because I know you've got Gutherson recently. Yeah. I've held Cody for a long time. I had Corey Horsburgh, who's been selected for Queensland. Even Regan Campbell-Gillard, who was one of my worst ever buyers on Supercoach, he's been wow. named for the Blues. So it was a bit of a disaster, the, uh, the team list for Origin. I guess some of the main surprises was uh, Junior Polo was dropped. Um, what else do we have? Cameron Murray in 13 over as a yo. I guess the makeup of the bench, having Robson and Gutherson both there. Look, I guess my initial reaction was to think, has, has Freddie lost his mind or is this just, you know, going out on his on his final whim? I said to a few people, I think I even said it to you, 
I think ChatGPT can pick a better team than what Freddy's put together for game three. So as I did my due diligence, I went through the AI learnings and I said, look, pick me a team that will hold up in the most fiercest of rugby league environments and pick me a team that will complement each other's skills. This is what ChatGPT spat out. Fullback James Tedesco. Wingers Josh Adokar and Brento or centers Matt Burton and Katoni Staggs. I will say this, it did pick Turbo and Latrell, but I did have to tell it that those two are injured or unavailable, so it ended up with Matt Burton and Katoni Staggs. The halves, Cody Walker and Mitchell Moses. Uh, the forward pack, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Damian Cook, Daniel Saifidi. On the edges, Ryan Madison and Cameron Murray. And locking the scrum, Jake Trevojevic. Tell me that team probably wouldn't be more competitive or at least just as competitive as what Freddie's trotted out. Done a very good job, hasn't it? Um, I'm not as tech-savvy as you, so I don't know how you've managed to do that, to be honest. But I'd say in the words of Brandy last night on 360, it's disrespectful to Bradman Best. How dare it not pick it? I'm kidding. But I'm, that was one of my biggest surprises. And I think the team that the computer has picked here with Matt Burton in the centres would have made a lot more sense. Even on your bench, just go through it quickly. Gutherson, McInnes, Clemmer, Paulo. Very good bench. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with that if, if Freddie did name that. To be honest, maybe next year we have the robot, the robot team versus the real team. <laughs> we'll run it through the simulator on rugby league, league uh, rugby league live five whenever that game comes out. Anyway, uh, we digress. Look, uh, thanks for joining us on the Supercoast Three Six Five podcast tonight and throughout the whole season to this point and the support of our listeners, uh, those who interact with us on the socials or on YouTube as well. Uh, we can't do this without your ongoing support. We're now close to 800 subscribers on YouTube. Look, get us over that milestone. Our next goal is obviously 1,000, and after that, we turn our attentions to uh, perhaps uh, something more. And all of this wouldn't be possible, of course, without the support of Top Sport, our proud sponsors. They bring us the podcast every week. Uh, before we have a bet this weekend, though, please imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au or call 1-800-858-858. Tommy, let's talk some footy. Uh, just five games to get through tonight, so we might be able to spend a little bit more time on each than we usually would. Uh, if you want to. Uh, Top Sport, they have the Sharks away at Combank Stadium against the West Tigers here. Thursday night footy, a dollar and seven favourites. The line, 21 and a half. Jeez, <sighs> uh, I think the Cowboys swallowed up that line after about 16 minutes last week. Yeah, wow. Um, I thought I, I did well last week in terms of scoring, but not having any Cowboys uh, resources was was terrible because they went huge against the Tigers. Yeah. The Sharks are a similar side to the Cowboys who have so much attacking flair and so many high-ceiling players on Supercoach. So um, I think we'll be absolutely loading our team with them this week. Well, that's the question, isn't it? How many Sharks, not, not if you're going to have any Sharks, just how many Sharks are we playing with this week? Uh, just looking at the trades, uh, the most popular trade-ins of the week to this point, three of the top ten, top ten rather, traded in players this week are Sharks. That is Ronaldo Molotalo, Britton Nicara, and William Kennedy. Uh, actually, three of the top five uh, most traded in players. So it shows you which way players are going this week. Yeah, I think I have all three already. I'm pretty sure you might have all three already, or at least two of those three. Yeah. Um, I had to ask you earlier today, is there a limit on the amount of players you have from a certain <laughs> team? Because... I thought historically there was. You're telling me there isn't any more, which is important, I think. Yeah. No, I think it used to be back in the day, like 
the Simon Mannering and you know Cameron Smith, Paul Gallen era, Corey Parker days of Supercoach. Well, I think it was maximum three, uh, maybe four players from any one team. Um, but yes, you mentioned those big scores last week. Uh, Supercoach scores. The Cowboys they put on a clinic. We're probably not going to see the same from the Sharks this week. That was you know a once in a lifetime almost uh, score from the Cowboys. Seventy four nil. I think it was the third biggest winning margin in rugby league history. Um, so we'll temper our expectations a little bit. We won't be seeing those numbers uh, this week from the Sharks. But all the same, I think you'd want to be playing with probably at least three or four, potentially five. I know Nico Hines isn't on this most traded-in list, but he will be popular. Um, even Blake Braley and Jesse Ramian potentially as well. So plenty of Sharks. It could be a feeding frenzy at Combank uh, on Thursday. Yeah, what a run it has been for the Sharks in terms of fixtures. They had the Bulldogs a few weeks ago, which they put 48 on, 52 on the Dragons last week, and now the Tigers this week. So the three worst teams in the comp, I think you could say without doubt, they've had three weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> but it's not too late to jump on the Sharkies bandwagon in terms of Supercoach because they play the rest of the year. They don't miss a single game. No more buyers for the Sharks and a lot of easy or easy-looking games, at least on paper, yep. for them. So. Despite the fact he might have missed a few big scores, I wouldn't say it's too late. I think they're good players as well, both for head-to-head and overall focused players. You mentioned there they don't have a buy, or at least they've had all of their buys already. In their finals run, it is pretty good, the teams that they have. Uh, before we go past this game, we probably should have got to this at the start. Um, speaking of the Cowboys and big scores and big overall scores last week, do you want to talk through uh, how you fared in round, what was it last week, round 18 it was? Um, round 18, what was your score? And give us your overall rank as well. Yeah, well, I was very excited when I checked my app on Sunday afternoon. I got 14.46, but it was only the top 10%. So it wasn't, it was a good score, but it wasn't a great score like it would have been most weeks this year. And I I guess that's shown when we look at your score for the week. Yes, uh, I was lucky enough to get a 15.97. Uh, the scores, if you're watching this on YouTube, they're from last week. We haven't updated that, so I might take that down. But 15.97, if you are listening on the podcast, uh, 15.97, that was top 1% and uh, lucky enough to move me back into the top 1% overall. Uh, season rank now was 16.92. So look, still out of the top 1,000. That's probably my goal. Um but a good score, and yeah, I tapped into the likes of Valentine Holmes last week against the Cowboys. I think he scored 117. But even those around him, like I think my AE was Valence Tafada, who scored a 70. So everything just went right last week. Yeah, drink water was it was huge. Um, I know that firsthand. We played each other in draft, and you obviously had drink water as your vice captain. That was an easy loop option for yeah. you there, and a few of their other players just went huge as well. So that was an easy watch for Cowboys owners. But I do think just back on this game, the Sharks up against the Tigers, I think it's not going to be 74, but I do think it could be easily 50. Um, I think Nico Hines will be 100% vice captain. (laughs) You probably don't need to captain him because uh, you can quite easily execute a loop this week. Probably not too much to talk of teams news there. Just be mindful. Speaking of draft comps, that Cameron McInnes is starting at lock this week. Uh, Dale Finucane out, suspended. Okay, uh, Friday still just one game on Friday this week. So yeah, a shortened round, just one game that is coming to us from Wind Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, the Dragons. Uh, back at Wollongong, hosting the Raiders. Uh, Dragons Outsiders, topsport.com.au, $3.70 head-to-head. The Raiders in fine form, winning form, and they're winning tight. Uh, $1.28 here, the line, 11.5. Tommy, Raiders can't win by more than two or four points. So that line, even though it's against the Dragons, that could be enough. 
Yeah, absolutely. It really tests that theory this week. We, we cannot win by any more than convert and try at most. Um, we really look lost when we're up by 12, so it's quite strange. But <laughs> the Dragons this week, um, we sort of touched on them earlier against the Sharkies last week. They were really quite poor in defense again. A lot yeah. of tries down that right-hand side for the Sharks' attack. So unless they've been able to fix that in a week, we might be looking that way again for Raiders players. That's Matty Tomoko's side. I think, alongside Albert Opawato. Yeah, so the Dragons have made some changes here. Tyrell Sloan had, well, it says calf injury, but, yeah, he might have just been dumped. Mm. Paul Turner comes in at fullback. Moses Sully returns uh, in the centres, which may see uh, Zach Lomax go back to that left side, or at least, uh, sorry, no, he'll go back to the left side. Uh, for the Raiders, uh, Corey Horsburgh is out. That's a, a super coach blow for those playing with the big red. Um, so he's out. Pasami Saolo, I know he was a dual position cheapie uh, earlier in the season. He's out as well with a HIA. So uh, Corey Horsburgh, probably the big news here, which could benefit the likes of Joey Tarpanay, and he's been back close to near his best uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, it looks a great game for Tarpanay. He's been playing awesome footy. No Papali'i, no Horsburgh. It's all going to fall to him to do a lot of the work. He will play big minutes. But the only, I guess, issue with him and Dragons for this uh, this matter, like players like Jack DeBellin or anyone from the Raiders, they do both have a bye next week in round 20. Yep. So it's kind of a hard ask to get them in this week and then they're missing next week straight away, I think. Yeah, you're probably not buying them. Um, not buying them. Is that the last of the Raiders' buys? I think it would be, so... Probably a tricky yeah. one. Like, you weigh it up if you're not holding Tarpane. Do you get him this week? Hold him next week. It's, yeah, it's it's tricky. If you don't get him this week, you know, then you're without him maybe for the rest of the year. Uh, okay, uh, I don't, just on Tarpane quickly, I don't think it's a coincidence. I said this a couple of weeks back to uh, Tim Williams on, on the uh, Beers and Breakevens podcast. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tarpane excels in games where the Raiders play uh, close footy, like the margin's close when the ball is in play a hell of a lot of time. He's so reliant on base this year. He just hasn't had that attacking stat. Um, but that doesn't seem to worry him. 68 points in base last week for Joey Tarpanay, I think, or at least a whole heap of points in base. So he'll be doing all of that this week. Um, he will shoulder the load. Uh, Matty Tomoka, you mentioned there a little bit of a maybe a pod play this week. If you are chasing someone left of center, if you're going around the Sharks, is he someone viable? He's lost a stack of cash in recent times. Is, is maybe he, him an option or, or he an option? Or that buy is just preventing that as well. Yeah, probably just preventing that. I was probably more looking at maybe a try scorer uh, option yeah, for Made to make a $2.37 anytime. It's not exactly value, but um, the Raiders are absolutely covering that market. The top 10 players are almost all Raiders except for Ravalawa. So yeah. I'm not convinced it's going to be the smashing that maybe the odds indicate. I, I, even though Ben Hunt's out, could that in a way galvanize the Dragons? Maybe. Amone and Sullivan get to partner in the halves. Ben Hunt didn't really offer much last week. Maybe it won't be the biggest loss ever. Yeah, okay. That's a bit of a a drive-by there on Benny Hunt. Um, no, I don't know. His head's been elsewhere, I guess, um, last couple of weeks. So uh, we will watch on that one if you're picking, yeah, if you're picking... Try scorers, uh, same game multi, a uh, couple of those Raiders perhaps. Uh, Saturday evening footy, the first of two games on Saturday is again from Combank Stadium. Parramatta back at home against the New Zealand Warriors. Parramatta Eels, $2.35. Outsiders here, Warriors favourites on Eels turf. Uh, the line four and a half and the Eels are getting that start. Um, big news for the Eels, obviously, Clint Gutherson called into origin. 
Uh, Mitchell Moses also missing, so a bit of a makeshift spine here for Parramatta. Yeah, it is for sure. And I think if we, we looked at this game a few, maybe four or five weeks ago, we would have thought the Eels would have come to this red-hot favourites. But obviously missing their whole spine pretty much for this game, it does change things. Definitely, I think players like Moses and Gutho, like you have, it's kind of annoying that they've got picked in a way because it's forcing yeah. us into these changes. But uh, Tudor's 33 outsiders here. Um their form on the buy rounds this year have been very good. They've won both games quite convincingly. I think they can put up another fight this week. Speaking of the the uh, eel spine, I guess news during the week as well, or I think it was yesterday and Monday as we record on Tuesday, that Dylan Brown will miss uh, seven games total. He's already served three. They're going to backdate those three, so he will become, a, again, an option uh, for us in Supercoach terms from round 23. I think they play the Dragons that week. So that could be, if you think he's going to come out with a point to prove or at least wanting to make up to his teammates, that could be a red-hot fixture um, for Dylan Brown. Uh, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, Sean Johnson, we mentioned he may miss this week. Um, we're waiting to see if his partner's having a baby. So that could cause headaches. Um, lucky enough, this game not the last of the week. So there are options there around SJ. Yeah, it's a tricky one because this was a game that if you bought him, like I did a couple of weeks ago, this was sort of the game that you really wanted him for. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he can be there, but obviously nothing nothing is certain there. Also, similarly, for the Eels, I think Jermaine Hopgood's been named in that Queensland squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping, because I have may have purchased him this week, I'm hoping that he will be turning out for Parramatta. But again, it's sort of a watch and act. I think previously those 19th men have come back to the club sides. 18th, no. But the fact he's named in 19 uh, probably helps our cause. Uh, I asked today on, again, on our Twitter, I put up a poll. I said, what are we doing with Clint Gutherson this week? And, you know, had close to 200 uh, people respond to that, saying that, uh, you know, two-thirds of those are holding. So um, people happy to, to forego that salary elsewhere. I think he's close to 900k now, Gutho. Um, happy to just leave that on the bench for this week. Um, and that is because after this week, they have the Titans. So we, we assume he's going to back up after Origin. He may not even see many minutes. Um, that game at home against the Titans next week, Sunday evening, that could be a game where you're almost thinking of captaining him. So, yeah, tricky tricky decision to make. It is, is it? Uh- I guess it depends on what your priorities are in terms of how many people you need to sell. Um, I'll, I'll probably keep Gutho as well if I had him. That game really does scream points, doesn't it, home to the Titans. So, yeah. And they do play the next eight weeks, seven weeks straight after that. They don't play around 27, mm-hmm. but they won't impact head-to-head comps. But if you're chasing 50K, well, yes, it will. Well, you aren't, and I probably won't be. There. <laughs> um, just after that Titans game, though, it does get a little bit tricky to draw. The Cowboys away, Storm away. Uh, Dragons at home, that's a good fixture. We mentioned that one with Dylan Brown back, so they'll be uh, back to near full strength. But then Broncos away, Roosters away, Panthers away. So, yeah, anyway, uh, we will look in at Clint Gutherson and the Eels run closer to home. Saturday evening, the second of uh, the Saturday double is the Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs. This one, a core stadium. The Rabbitohs without their best player, Cody Walker, um, as well as Latrell Mitchell still out injured as well. So a whole host of changes here for the Rabbitohs. They are still favourites here, uh, somewhat surprising. $1.52, Bulldogs $2.55 outsiders. I say surprising because, uh, you know, that is such a a key integral part of their team. Cam Murray as well. 
Um, but the Bulldogs, they were hapless last week, so maybe not as surprising as uh, I first thought. Yeah, this team that South have named is almost unrecognisable, isn't it? Uh, Murray also out. There's so many others that we you just have mentioned that we haven't mentioned also. So it is really a weak team, but you're coming up against a side who lost by 66 to Newcastle. Um, it's hard to, I guess, tip against them. I think the biggest story for the South Sydney Rabbitohs this week in a supercoach sense is Tyrone Munro. Yep. Uh, 65 points on debut last week. Played really well. I think he's only 18 or 19. Looked really good. And I think most important to note is that he's held out Richard Kenner for the wing spot this week. So if he has another game or two that where he plays well, he could be his for the rest of the year. Yeah, he could be anything, this kid. Um, Bulldogs, <laughs> they had the Bulldogs this week, obviously. Uh, the Rabbitohs, that is. They had the, the Bulldogs this week, and then they have head into a bye. So you don't need a bind this week. You'll get a week to think about it. You can even look at him. So, you know, we're going to be getting to round, that'll make it round 21. They have the Broncos. Do we need to buy him this week? I'm going to say no. He's the most traded in player this week. The only thing I can think of is people are cashing out some of those other names. They're buying him uh, and they're stockpiling cash maybe for next week to bring in the likes of uh, Nathan Cleary or David Fafita or some of these other big names. Yeah, I agree it's not a must-do this week, but I, I personally have gone from Sunni Taruva to um, to Munro. That's put 300k in the bank straight away, and it gives you an extra number this week. And against the Bulldogs, he could easily score one or two tries. So, yes, he won't be there next week, but were you probably going to play him that round anyway? Maybe not. Yeah. Makes sense. Um Speaking of the Rabbitohs, though, there are some decisions there to be made around, you know, Damian Cook and Cody Walker. Again, we mentioned with Gutherson just having that salary tied up, sitting there this week not doing anything. Uh, and then as well, next week they're on the bye. Um, Keon Kalamatangi, throw him in. I know some, some uh, super coaches playing with him. So uh, decisions there to be made around the Rabbitohs. Not only do they have the bye next week, they have the bye in round 27. So they're missing two of the next uh, eight weeks. So yeah. some questions there. Uh, for what it's worth, Munro, the most traded in player this week. Um, yeah, so you can see uh, where people are going with Munro. Anything else on this one? No, not really. From the dog's perspective, I don't know if I can make a case for anybody. Um, Matt Burden is an interesting one. I think most of us thought he might have been in the Origin setup this week. Yeah, He's not there. There's not many players at 5'8 this week that are actually playing in Supercoach. He's one of them. But it's hard to sort of make a case here after watching him and the dogs play the other day, isn't it? That's seven. I felt that in my core. Um, in our draft league, I traded Joey Manu the week prior to Matt Burton, just thinking that the Bulldogs could do a job on Newcastle. And funnily enough, they lost 66-0. So, um, yeah. What, what, what am I doing here? Uh, the Titans and the Dolphins, they round us out the last of uh, the footy this week, Sunday, just the one game. Uh, the top sport Titans back at home, $1.70 against the Dolphins, $2.15. The Dolphins are getting a bit thin, aren't they, um, this time of year? A couple of injuries. They're going to be without Felice Kafusi as well this week. He's out with concussion. Some good news, though. Jeremy Marshall King is named to play despite that shoulder injury. And for those still holding uh, Connolly Lemuelu, look, they're not happy to see Kafusi injured, but they're happy to see Lemuelu getting a start. So um, some good amongst the bad there for the Dolphins. Yeah, I think they were a lot better last week. You could probably give more of a, a more accurate perspective as a Dolphins fan, but they 
they matched it with the Broncos for a lot of that game. Could have almost won it, I thought. That was a massive improvement on their efforts the weeks prior. So yeah. I think they'll be more confident going into this one. You mentioned Jeremy Marshall King there. I'm almost tempted to buy him this week instead wow. of Damian Cook, like selling Damian Cook to JMK. However, listening to Wayne Bennett's press the other night, he wasn't even convinced JMK would play again this year. Now, I know he's been named, but it's not something you'd want to hear. No. Yeah, I mean, there was one point there heading into round 13 where we were thinking, are we getting JMK now from Harry Grant? Like, he was he was spoken of as a premium elite hooker for the run home. Um, hasn't hasn't been fortunate with his injuries, JMK. I think he's had a couple of games there where he's come off early. I remember that Manly game, he came off early. Um, there's probably another one amongst all that as well. Last week, did he finish the game last week? I think he did. He scored a try late. Yeah, he played well, but then, yeah, he asked about it in the press conference. Wayne wasn't too optimistic about him for the rest of the year, so we have to wait and see there. But beyond that, uh, Valence Tafari gets named again. I think a lot of people still have him maybe as a cheapie. Uh, I think you do. So he could play a fixture, uh, play a role this week, same as Ray Stone. He might be lingering in some teams as well, but there's no one you're really thinking is a must-buy this week, I guess, for the Dolphins, is there? No, no, no I don't think there's any must-buys. I think certainly those who went early on Valence Tafade, their faith has been restored or repaid at least. Um, yeah, there was a period there where you thought he's not going to play another game. He's coming out, he's scoring tries. Defensively, he's still a bit of a worry, but... I mean, the the attacking threat, from five metres out, you can't stop him. So uh, he will hold that place for some time, you'd think. Just on the Titans side of things, uh, Phil Sami, he is back, which sees Jojo Fafita uh, back to the bench. Shaden Campbell takes over at fullback for AJ Brimson, who has also been caught in the origin side. Um, look, there's some other names there. Cleese Haas, Isaac Asumaliawi, who you may have bought at some time during the year or even started with those guys as cheapies. They're getting another run. Um, but I want to talk about David Fafita, Tommy, because he is the fourth most traded in player this week. He's not playing. Um, but that says it all, doesn't it? It's just a testament to how good he is that some are willing to use that extra trade this week, you know, three trade week as opposed to the usual two, and taking it to their advantage and treating it like an extra boost um, and shifting some numbers and juggling the cash around to get him in this week, hoping he gets uh, through Origin unscathed and back on deck next week. Can you make sense of that? I can. I, the logic is maybe a little bit flawed, but the way he's playing, I I understand it because the numbers are ridiculous. His last seven games, six of them have been triple-figure scores. And that one game which wasn't was that game against South just after Origin where he was rested for most of the game. So yeah. I'm not even really going to count that one. He's pretty much scored 106 times in a row. Um, how do you, That's turbo levels from 2021, basically. Um Absolutely incredible. So he pretty much is a must-have for the rest of the year. Even though he's not playing this week, if you have the means to get him in this week, you may as well do it. That's it, isn't it? I mean, I sort of went through my draft trades this week and I was like, yeah, like I could probably push the envelope to get him in and use the third. I've sort of made my trades this week with cash in mind, so I I do only have to use two next week and I probably was going to use two anyway to get in for Fida and probably Nathan Cleary if they both are named to play Um, because I don't have any boosts left. So I can see why people are doing it this way this week. I just want to see him get through Origin, come out the other side and be named. Uh, I was burned a couple of weeks back with Tino having a late resting. And you mentioned that resting game there of Fafita where he scored, I think it was about, what did he get, Uh, 16? Yeah. 16 off the bench, he played 33 minutes. So I I just want to see him... 
get on the other side of Origin. No, I agree with you, but I would say in his uh well, to his advantage, I guess, the game against the Eels in round 20 is a Sunday night fixture. Yeah. So it does give him as much time as possible, really, to get fit for that one. And then the Titans play the next seven weeks straight uninterrupted. Yeah. So he really looks like you pretty much have to have him week, I think. Yeah. We will answer some questions around must-haves. You know, it's such a term thrown out, thrown about. In supercoach circles, and must have um, for the run home. I've already seen it in our Instagram. We'll get to them in just a moment. But yeah, that he would be one um, that we are looking at to finish with. Uh, for what it is, that line in that game, just two and a half over under 49.5. Defense may be optional on <laughs> Sunday afternoon uh, on the Gold Coast if uh, things are going to plan up there. Do you want to talk our trades, Tommy? Um, getting through the podcast pretty quick tonight, just five games. Do you want to talk trades, how many moves you're making this week, and maybe read out your best 13 for round 19. Yeah, three trades this week. So, look, I wanted to kind of end the year strong in terms of having a lot of trades at my disposal. Has not really panned out like that. I've only got uh, seven left with about eight, nine weeks to go. So when you're going as poorly as me, stop piling your trades. Um, done a few this week. Said uh, Jermaine Hopkins comes in for Corey Horsburgh. Corey misses this week and then next week as well with the bye. It's a lot of money just to be sitting there for two weeks not playing. So Jermaine Hopgood, I mean, everyone else has him. So I'm just yeah. joining the party very late. Hopefully he does play this week. Um, Cody Walker's out, similar to Corey Horsburgh, misses two weeks in a row. I've gone to a real pod play here, Matt Moylan. Um, wow. <laughs> just putting some Sharks players extra in my team. I'll probably just play the year out with him. He's got an uninterrupted run to end the year. He can be my sort of reserve six. And my other trade is a big cash-saving one. Sonny Taruva out for Tyrone Munro. Um, obviously, Munro doesn't play next week. However, he is an extra number this week, and Taruva's not playing either. So I kind of just wanted that extra number and put some money in the bank to make some bigger moves in the weeks ahead. Matty Moylan. Yeah, well, you know. Look, I... He got 100 last week. I know that's completely chasing the points, but as we sort of said a few times, their fixtures going in are, are very good. So if he's just sort of sitting there, I might use him some weeks. I may not other weeks. Yep. I don't know. Just a pod. 1% own Matt Moylan. Um, I just want to say, uh, just on the Sharks, do you think they get to a point in the back end of the season where they had that luxury maybe of resting a Nico Hines? bringing in the Trindle just in case things uh, do go sour in the final series and Trindle has to play footy because he hasn't had a lot of NRL this year. Um, so yeah. Moylan might even become a dominant, an even more dominant playmaker in that team. It could be a genius move. We look back in two or three weeks at this play. I don't think I've done much genius this year, but you never know. Um, <laughs> I would say that is a chance of happening, the resting, but I, I did do a ladder predictor the other night. I know it's a long way out, but I just wanted to get a, a feel for it. And, the Sharks are really going to have to win quite a lot of games to make the top four still. Right. So I don't know if they're going to be in the position to rest a lot of times, but we shall see, I guess. Talking about doing research to new degrees, the ladder predictors come out. We're in round 19. <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, good to know. All right, uh, who's your captain, vice-captain plays this week as well? Yeah, so I'm going to captain... I'm going to vice-captain Hines. Um, as I said before, there's not much point captaining him when you can easily loop... Um, but there's a good chance we will loop. I'm sure he's probably going to go big against Wests. I've just captained uh, Hopgood for now. 
maybe a safe sort of 70, 80 points, but yep. we shall see. And you've got the full 13 this week? Just 12, unfortunately. 12, I couldn't get the 13, but yeah, 12. 500k left in the bank, seven trades left. Rightio, for myself, um, just a couple of trades for me. Damien Cook out and Cody Walker out. So just freeing up a bit of cash there. Like I say, those two missing this week with Origin and missing next on the buy. Um, probably we'll look at getting Cody back in maybe later in the back end of the year, noting that they do have that round 26 buy as well. So it gets a little bit tricky. They do have some good games, though. I think there's a, a Sunday afternoon game against the Tigers um, or at least a, a day game against the Tigers. I think they also have another game against the Dragons in hand. So um, probably want to be playing with Cody for those two, but for now I'm going without. Um, in his place comes Jesse Ramian via Joey Manu's duel. So again, looking at the Sharks, I think the um, the Cowboys, they had a lot of success down the left side, but I just think Nico Hines, dominant ball player, down that Sharks' right side, Jesse Ramian could be uh, a good option this week. He's priced, I think it's a mid-400s, so slight cash out um, from Cody, so freeing up a bit of cash there, and as well as that, um, targeting some points this week, because prior to my trades, I only had, I think it was um, 10 players named. So Ramian comes in, my other trade, Damien Cook out to Blake Braley. Again, it's it's sort of hard to make that case to keep Cook this week. He's going to miss next week on the bye, and then they have another bye later in the season. He's been doing a job around the 60s, but I think um, Blake Braley can do just as good, if not better, um, noting his uh, extra uh, input into the Sharks' attack this year. I, I like what I see from Blake. So just 12 players for me as well. Nine trades remaining after those two. No boosts remaining. 469,000 uh, in the bank, ready to go next week. Um, but my team, as it is, my best 13. I've only got 12, but Nico Hines, vice-captain. Jermaine Asako, captain at the moment. That Sunday game against the Titans. Uh, other names here, Jermaine Hopgood, Britton Nicara, Ronaldo Molotalo, John Bateman, Joey Tarpanay, Tohu Harris, Jesse Ramian, Valence Tafade, and Blake Wilson of the Bulldogs. He earns a reprieve. He's hanging around. So um, I was thankful that Blake was named 4 p.m. today. Yeah, just one of those names that I guess you just keep in your team, hoping that he might show up some weeks. I had that with uh, Hayes Dunster, but he never shows up, unfortunately. So that was a fail. Just back on your trades quickly. So yep. uh, Blake Braley, I, I really did look at him quite closely. The only reason I opted against was because I think I do want to go to Harry Grant in the next few weeks. Um, are you planning to play out the year with Blake Braley? I think I am. Um Harry's just let me down, I think. He's just disappointed me. This Melbourne Storm, they, they haven't looked as good like last week. They added all at their disposal last week to go through Penrith, and they just didn't. Um, the middles are getting dominated, which is worrying for me. I don't think Harry's playing on the back of that quick play the ball that he needs to be. Um, you can probably tell me better, but what did he score last week? I think it was, wasn't was a great score. Um, scored a try as well in amongst that. Yeah. I don't think Harry Grant is as must-have back end of the season as what he was at the start of the year uh, when he was playing out of his skin. No, I think the numbers do support what you're saying. He did score 73 last week, but that was with the try, so it's not um, an amazing score. Other than a big score against the Sharks a few weeks ago where he got 123, um, he has got a fair few scores below 50 in the back half of this year uh, or since about round 10. So yep. I do know what you mean. Um, I guess it just depends on the storm, um, how they rebound after origin 
the likes of him and Munster, could they sort of hit the ground running in that lead into the finals? Um, I don't know. Your other trade, Ramian, uh, he's frustrating to watch because I own Katoa in draft and he just never gets the ball from Ramian. Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't pass. But I've noticed that when they go right, when they're playing these lesser teams, they don't really even need to use Ramian and Katoa because they seem to score before it even gets to them. So yeah, that is a bit of a frustrating watch. Nakora and Hines seem to go over themselves. Well, I mean, barring... Um... Katoa now. I've got that whole right side, don't I? Um, like the Monopoly set. I've just stacked them all up. Nico, Britton, and uh, Jesse Ramian there. I do remember this time last year, though, that Ramian just suddenly burst out of his skin. Um, I'm going to bring it up here while I talk. I just have this feeling that he just went on this massive run back end of the year, and he, he went from someone being a viable option, much like a Sifa Talakai at one point, and then, um, and then just went bang it was just around origin so look round 17 last year 133 then he put on a 99 uh, a couple of poor scores after that yeah, it's funny how you remember the good ones and not the bad ones and then an 80 uh, back end of the year so look yeah like you say it's probably mixed form but he does have that big score in him one of those big scores did come against the tigers last year that 86 so um, every chance of, of doing similar again this week, I imagine. Uh, and tell us, one eye on next week. What are you thinking next week? Because you've got a whole heap of cash there uh, moving towards those names, those origin names as they come back. Yeah, so from what I've heard, um, Nathan Cleary is due back next week, round 20. Uh, I'm not sure if we go straight to him or not. Uh, we may do, but... I'm guessing you'll have a high break even straight away, so you may want to wait a week or two. But I'm looking at him, Harry Grant and Cam Munster also coming back for the Storm from Origin. Just sort of spending that money on big guns who are going to finish the year with, but I've only got seven trades at the same time, so I can't be spending them all at once. Yeah, You've got nine trades, I guess. How many do you want to have with two weeks to go? Do you, have you thought that far ahead? Yeah, I probably want... I reckon I want four in the final two weeks. Um, just, you know, I, I don't want to completely do away with head-to-head competitions. I'm, I'm not really focused on them, but if there's chances there to make moves and get more players, if players are resting or uh, the Souths guys obviously will be on the bye. Um, so I've got to factor that in. And round 27, I've got a couple of eels there um, still, like with Gutherson and Hopgood, so they're going to probably have to go that last week. Um, so, yeah, probably four in the last couple of weeks. Just on Nathan Cleary, can you wait a few weeks? Probably not. I don't think you can. So they they come back, if he is named next week, Dolphins uh, away. So Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. game against the Dolphins. That could be 50. And then the next Sunday, they have the Bulldogs. So, I mean, how can you wait on Nathan? He could be out of sight, out of mind by round 22. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, it just depends who else you have in those slots, but no one really does compare to Cleary. Maybe only... I guess Hines, who will all be holding. Yeah. Uh, Sean Johnson, who I have, just looking at around 20. Well, they play each other, Hines and Johnson. So, yeah, he might have to go straight to clear. You are right. All right, you want to answer a few questions before we wrap this up? Let's go. All right, uh, first one, speaking of must-haves, uh, Anesthetics says, is Drinky a must-have? Scotty Drinkwater, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I know there was a period there this year when my confidence waned on, on Drinky and I sort of said, nah, like the Cowboys are cast. They're not the team that we thought they were. Well, suddenly, they all go to origin. They come back superstars. Drinky into the Blues squad. What price would you have got Scott Drinkwater to be playing in the Blues squad, 18th man even, about round three when he was suspended for four weeks? Yeah, I mean, 
I was sort of uh, bagging you out because you picked him 10th in our draft. And at the time, I think all of us in our little group thought that was pretty early. But as it turns out, it was spot on. As you've said a few times the last few weeks, he was the pick. So um, <laughs> I don't know if he's a must-have right now, considering the Cowboys not even playing this week, are they? So no. probably not this week. But, I mean, going home, he's all of a sudden rocketed into one of the best fullbacks in the game. How do you buy him, though, knowing that he's, what is he now, 950K? They have another buy as well, I think round 22, 24 maybe. Is he 950K? Yeah. That's like Heinz clearing money. That's amazing. He's more than, I think he's the most expensive player in the game at the moment. Um, Yeah. 992, according to Supercoach stats. 992. (laughs) Well, there you go. He's nearly a million dollars. Read out his scores for me in the last probably seven weeks. Yeah, well, I'll go since the Tigers game, which when they got pumped, he actually still scored 95 that week. Since then, he's gone 117, 104, 95, 140, 173. So, yeah, that's just ridiculous numbers, really. I was saying Fafita's numbers were great, but that's to another level, to be honest. Yeah. Um, is he must-have? Look, you'd love to have him, but how, unless you bought him when they got beat 66 to 18... I don't know how you would have found him. Just as well as that, like it's easy in hindsight to say, I should have got him in that week. Well, you know what? They weren't playing good footy then. Um, and there was others there around it. Like Clint Gutherson, I think around that same sort of time, went on to make a whole heap of cash and has now scored more points than anyone in Supercoach. So you can't kick yourself for not getting drinky six weeks ago. He he honestly gets 200 the other night if he wasn't taken off with 10 to go because the Cowboys scored another two tries, I think, when he was off the field and yeah. he would have had a part in them. So he would have been over a million dollars probably. He was spewing as well. He said post-game that he didn't want to come off. So, look, it just shows you that he had that appetite to go big. Uh, is he must-have? I'm going to say no because I don't think many can afford him. Riley Milton Force says, what are we doing with JMK? We've spoken a little bit about JMK tonight, but um, what are we doing with him? Uh, I mean, we're not buying him, but were you close? I was close. I'm just a bit scared about his fitness. They also have a buy in round 21. And you've got people like Braley, Grant, even Damien Cook when he's back from origin. Maybe they're still a little bit ahead of JMK, but yeah, probably just saying no, but I definitely thought about it. What about you? I'm not buying. And if I'm holding, I'm not selling because I, uh, he's so influential in their attack. He scores tries. He sets them up. He's a number this week. I, I'm not trading to someone... I'm not going sideways to Blake Braley, and I'm not going potentially backwards even to Harry Grant. Not this week. Maybe yeah. next week. Um, look at his fitness as well. Sakit says here, best way to VC loop this week. I can't see a good captain option other than uh, SJ. His Nico uh, is his vice captain. Look, yeah, that's why I'm with Asako, but I probably have all intentions to loop. Asako just later in the week yeah. and has that ceiling, but I think everyone will be going with Nico Hines, you think. Yeah, all the other options were Sharks players as well, so you couldn't do it. Um, SJ, yeah, maybe. Hopgood's probably a bankable score. Alex Johnston, if South dominated dogs, but it's unlikely without Cody. So, yeah, probably going with uh, with SJ or Asako is a good option. I don't have him, but I, I like that one against the Titans. Yep. It's an easy way to loop this week. So I think 99% of those in the top 5% that are actually taking this thing seriously still will have the vice-captaincy on uh, Nico Hines. Uh, Dean Field says, I'm looking to trade out Brimson this week as I need a fullback. I only have 11, or should I not worry? Uh, look, interesting one, because the Titans... Uh, it's tough, top of my head. 
they do play round 20 after Origin. So they will back up. They it is that playing. Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They don't miss a game for the rest of the year after this week. So I don't think he's a must sell by any means, to be honest. I haven't had him at any point in the year, but fixtures alone, he's worth probably keeping. What, yeah. what do you think? I think he's rock solid 60. Like, and that's pretty good for a 5 8th. Um, at a fullback, probably not. Like, I'd be looking elsewhere. There's so many dual options as well. Ruben Garrick, Asako springs to mind. Even Kalen Ponga with his dual can be a fullback option. Um, it pains me to say it, but Kalen has, has been playing some um, decent super coach <laughs> footy in the last couple of weeks as well. Um, so, look, would I be trading him out? Maybe, maybe. Um, Jai Christie says here, best center wings to run home with. Uh, who are you playing with at the moment? And, and is there any others that you're not, that you want to get in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I wish I had a Sarko, but I think I've just accepted the fact I'm not going to have him unless I can somehow make it work. But there's other players I need to get in. Not having him has been horrible this year. Um, I have Ronaldo, who I'm keen on. Alex Johnson's still sitting there. Joey Manu. Herbie Farnworth's been one who's been really good for me, 110 last week. Yeah. Um, And then Munro as well. So there's some pretty obscure options, I guess. I've got Garrick as well, but I'm playing him as a fullback at the moment. Um. I know you've got a Sarko. Who else do you have? Yeah, so I've got a Sarko at fullback at the moment, but uh, he will eventually go back up to centre wing. Uh, alongside that, my other big names at centre wing, Valentine Holmes, Ruben Garrick, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo. I've just moved Manu to 5'8", um, but Jesse Ramey in there. Um, and then some of the cheaper options, Valence Tafade, Blake Wilson, and Billy Smith. So, look, I think I've got four out-and-out guns. Um, amongst that lot that I can be playing with most weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to get too complicated at center wing. Find your goal-kicking center wingers. That's what I try to do as quick as possible with Asako, Holmes, and Garrick. So that's the way I'd be going. Yeah, definitely. Asako and Holmes, um, goal-kicking, like you said, and their teams are scoring lots of points, especially the Cows. So definitely agree with you on those two. All right, another one from Jai here he says, all the must-have players to get for the run home. Look, maybe let's not go all, all of them because I think there's probably 17 out-and-out names that you'd want to be playing with, <laughs> or at least 13. Like, there's a, probably a rock-solid 13 that you'd want. Maybe give me five. I think we've already mentioned David Fafita, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. Could you find me another two or three? Yep. Yeah, um, I'm going to say Britton Cora, I think. The yeah. way the Sharks that are, are attacking down there, right? They don't miss another game this year. Just compliments Hines every week. Beyond that, I, I don't know, must have. Would you say is, is Isako a must have? I don't know. I don't have him, so I hope not. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? Can you add one more to the list? I was actually thinking of selling him next week, yeah. but then I looked at their fixtures after that, and they just have a lot of games where I can see points being scored. Look, I'm going to say it. Kalen Ponga must have. Um, yeah, look, I never thought I'd, I'd let those words come out of my mouth. Uh, they have uh, next week after they buy the West Tigers, McDonald Jones Stadium, that one. Then they have the Melbourne Storm again at home, but no easy game, that one. Um, but games after that, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs, mm. um, even the Rabbitohs and Sharks have conceded points at different times this year. Round 27 against the Dragons. Like, you tell me you're not lining up with for Kalen Ponger in at least five of those games. You'd be mad not to have him. Yeah, yeah well, if you're saying it, um, you're his <laughs> harshest critic, so <laughs> he's going to go big. No, his last four scores, 92, 95, 47, 180. Um, he's in good form. 
like you said there, after the bye this week, eight straight games, and a lot of them are very, they'll be favourites in many of them. Yeah. And he's dominating their attack without Miller there. So, and they have six, five more games at McDonald Jones Stadium as well, which doesn't hurt having home games. So, yeah, that's actually a good shout from left field a little bit. I went to Ponga from Marju the week that Marju missed the bus. And, like, at the time, I was like, look, it's a little bit, not sideways, but much for muchness. But then now that Pong has taken the goal kicking back, I think that's just an extra string to his bow. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 11 from 11 goals the other day as well. Uh, doesn't hurt to have that in your team. Uh, M. Miller says, Meany is a sell to Ronaldo. Yeah, I sold Meany last week, helped me to get Valentine Holmes. Um, I was happy about that. I think Meany and the Storm, yeah, like I said, they just got dominated the other day and they, they can't play footy off the back of getting bent over in tackles. The rumours are Ryan Pappenhausen's back around 22 or 3. Yeah. So that means Meany is on life support in terms of job security, I think. His days are, uh, could be numbered, but where do you play him? Like, I don't think he, I don't think, I think he's in the best five, the back five, but he's not played much centre in his time. And how do you get rid of Coates or Warbrick, who've done pretty good jobs at different stages? Like, it's probably going to need an injury for him to, to find a way in this back line somewhere. 14? Nah. Instead of like uh, Wishart or something like that? Yeah, maybe. They do like to carry a smaller guy on the bench. That would absolutely kill him um, in terms yeah. of super coach options. So, meaning to Ronaldo, look, it makes sense this week. Uh, pod play here from B Springs says Pod play Manu to Talakai. Talakai, one of the few sharks we haven't mentioned tonight. Could you be tempted into going the Sifa route again this year? Well, I mean, we're talking up every sharks player, and last year he was. Arguably the best other than Irons at periods of the year. Um, yeah. His form is looking at his numbers now. He still averages 62 this year, and I don't think we've mentioned him once on this podcast. So he's definitely flying under the radar. Um, nine games straight till the end of the year. It's a pretty good shout. Do you get a feeling, though, that he's just often... Like, his try assists, I think, would have propping him up because... He's getting a lot of those assists for uh, Ronaldo with kicks or, um, like, that final pass... But much like Raymond on the other side, if they cut him out and went straight to Ronnie, you wouldn't be shocked. I think that's the mm. only... That's, that's probably the reason why I went to Ramian over Talakai was just the price. Talakai, 597. I think Ramian was 450. So I don't hate the shout, yeah. but just at the price, you're probably getting about the same, maybe slightly less with Ramian. The question is, I guess, how many is too many for Sharks players? Because yeah. you've got Hines, you've got Nakora. I like Ronaldo a lot. You've even got Braley... Uh, I've got Will Kennedy, like all these names. How many is too many? If you have six of them and then they play badly one week, you're going to have a horrible score. Yeah, round 20, the Sharks are away to the Warriors, so that's not an easy game. 22, they're away to Penrith. So we, we speak of this good run, and yes, there are good games here, but there are going to be weeks like round 25 away to North Queensland who are suddenly back in form. So, yeah, take you're going to have to be taking some the great scores with the Sharks with a couple of bad ones amongst them as well. Um Next question here from BJ Austin. Some good questions tonight. He says, would you upgrade Hughes for Cleary this week so you can get Fafita next week? I want both of them for round 20. So, th like, this is what we're getting at before. People trading in Fafita this week, knowing that they want him next week. Uh, would you do it with Cleary from Hughes this week? We, we think Cleary's back, but there's no guarantee. No guarantee. Um, yeah, I was just going off 
things I'd read on Twitter, so it's not nothing <laughs> set in stone. Um, I mean, I like the idea if he does play, but you'd want to have certainty that he's going to be there. Otherwise, you kind of your plan doesn't work. Yeah, I reckon they could rest him next week. Like I think I want him, but I don't know if I'd be going this week. They're top of the comp. They have a bye this week, so that won't change. Then next week they have the Dolphins away. Like, is there really a need to to play him next week? Cogger's done a good job to this point. Like, are they rushing him back for a game that they look? They probably win otherwise if he's not there or not. Like, if he is there or not. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, the nature of the injury as well. Probably not one you want to rush back, but yeah, you're right. It's not like a it's a must win game in a way to win the minor premiership. But they're going to be there about the top four anyway, so they probably. They're winning without him anyway, like you're saying. So yeah. they could afford to rest him. All right, a couple more here. We'll go to the top. Martin Rivers says, is Matty Tomoko worth a trade? We spoke about Tomoko, 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 either or. Spoke about him a little bit earlier. Is he worth a trade this week? Knowing that they do have the buy next week. We've said that a couple of times. Uh, I did say he would score, but I, I wouldn't be getting him in, no. All right. Uh, two more here. Which clubs have the best run home? We've spoken a little bit about players tonight and looking at the Sharks. I think the Sharks have been spoken of a couple of times, but there's, there's some other teams there that have already had their buys as well. I think of the Titans. I think Newcastle are all out of their buys. So these are probably the teams you want to be looking towards. Yeah, I mean, Sharks was the one I've been championing for weeks, but Newcastle, you've definitely opened my eyes to them uh, this week with Ponga's run. Uh, even getting a player like Marzu back in could be an option there. Don't really have any others uh, off the top of my head, do you? Yeah, no. Titans, I think Melbourne have also finished their buys after this week. So it could be Munster, Grant, um, Pappenhausen perhaps. Maybe we're sitting here in a couple of weeks saying Pappenhausen. Although he hasn't played a game, so his price is still astronomical. Um, So we won't be saying Pappenhausen. Uh, All right, two more here. We'll finish it off. Maybe just one more. TJN36 says, are two five-eighths a must, or can you run with Munster or Walker only? Uh, for example, um, it might be Kalen Ponga. It might be Joey Manu even in five-eighths. Can you run with just one this year, or do you reckon you need two out-and-out guns? I would usually say that uh, you need two, but I reckon this year the stocks are a little bit lower. So I'm going to say you could just run with one, especially when Walker has... A lot of games he's going to miss in the coming weeks. Um, so I think that's the top of the pops there. And I'm probably going to, hoping to get to him and then maybe just run him and not Walker, personally. What about all those who went to Munster last week? They would have been disappointed. I think, uh, what, what was his score? Mid-50s, maybe less? Like, it was pretty poor. Um, and he was like the buy of the week. I know plenty were rushing to him. Uh, we'll check the scores now while we uh, while we talk. But thirty-seven, thirty-seven, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's had a couple of mixed scores as well. He had that big one twenty-four against the Sharks in round fifteen, but before that, forty-two uh, against the Cowboys in round fourteen, uh, round twelve, a thirty-five against the Dolphins. Like, is he still that guy at five-eighth, Cameron Munster? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he is. Yeah, no, you make a good point. Maybe I sort of rely. Uh... I think back to his previous form, 81 average last year, still 72 this year, but yeah, it's not as consistent. And the Storm in general are losing more than they usually do. So, yeah, I don't know. Who do you go to other than that? I know you thought, I think you said you want to get Cody Walker back in. Yeah, he's maybe. missing a few weeks through buys. So Dylan Brown comes back. 
Beyond that, I don't really know who you go at six. I've got Matt Moylan there, so that says it all. Yeah, I think I've said this a couple of times. When you mention players like Matt Moylan, that's probably time to wrap up the podcast. Um, all right, we'll leave it there for round 19. Look, another big week. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Tommy, round 19, what do you want to see from the Sharks on Thursday night? I'd love to see 74-0, but I don't think we will. I still think we'll see some big scores. So, yeah, I think load up on the Sharkies for this week. Load up on the Sharkies. Fish and chips for dinner on Thursday night as well. Supercoach 365 Podcast. This is where you get us on your feeds. Thumbs up. Give us a comment. Subscribe. Share it to a friend as well. We will put our teams up. Our final best 13 or best 12 as they are heading in to kick off on Thursday night. We'll see you at the same place, same time next week.